Welcome into the CHO Bears podcast on this Wednesday in Chicago. Adam Hogue, Mark Carmen, Greg Braggs Jr. with you as we continue on in this offseason grind that's just beginning. That's right. I feel great. I'm so excited for the show today. I've never been more excited to be with the two of you. <laughs> wow, that was convincing. Yeah, no, Did I you say no, the two yeah. of you or the tooth of you? Ooh. <laughs> be careful. Yeah, yeah, he's lying. He's lying <laughs> about him being happy to be here. Yeah. We spent the morning screaming Smile. at each other on the phone. Smile. As we do most mornings. We don't Look do this most guy. mornings. Look we, at that gorgeous smile. Look at that. It's back. It's back. I'm back. Tooth is back. Well, it's kind of back. It's yeah. a temporary, and then in a couple of weeks I have to have you the, to crown. Get the real crown put in. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a rare morning for me when I come in at the day after being dragged on Twitter by my fine teammate here, Gregory P. L. Braxton. <laughs> but I'm so happy to be here with my forever, forever and competitor ever and ever. Yeah, my, there, my hero. Don't worry. There's gonna be a meeting about that tweet later. <laughs> um, <laughs> also later for you, CHCO diehards, we're gonna experiment with something new today. Really? Die, die Hard Overtime. Yes. Die Hard Overtime starts today? Yes. Wow. You're die doing hard, it. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. Uh, hey, I'm in. I, uh, I'll you know. do Die Hard Overtime every day, man. Here's a little uh, to take you inside this company a little bit. Uh, anything that appears in our Slack channel before about 9 a.m., Carm doesn't read or ever see. Yep. It's just, it's, it's, it's a well-known fact. Um, I could... I could, <laughs> I could tell him he was fired at 7.59 a.m. And I'd he would, he would right show now. up here. I would. Yeah. That, that's not You're the ready way. ready to go for the show. When, when you guys ultimately make that decision, you should call me. <laughs> Don't put it in Slack. Don't put it in Slack. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. We all know that we're just we're counting the days until yeah. it happens. So, you know, I'm, I'm hoping I got at least like 12 left. So uh, what is Die Hard Overtime? When this show's over, we're going to keep the conversation going a little bit for the diehards in our brand new, uh, well, the Discord's not brand new, but the voice channel that we've discovered and executed this week. Uh, we're going to keep the chat going there. So if you want to become a CHO diehard, go to allchgo.com slash diehard. Uh, of course, CHO is your home for the most important offseason in Chicago Bears history. And I want to give a shout out to David, Guy, Mason, and how about this? Thor the Bears fan. Oh my God. All brand new diehards in the last 24 hours. Welcome aboard. We're really excited to have you. Um, so, looking forward to Iron Man and um, Hulk so, and everyone else joining us soon. So there's a radio host down in Kansas City, Laszlo the Buzz is his show. He's phenomenal. He's amazingly entertaining, and he would be on his radio show, and it'd be and when uh, you know rating season would be coming on, and he'd be literally worried about his job for real. And he'd be like, "Listen, I need you to listen longer. My job <laughs> is online." He and this was you know authentic. He he meant this. And, you know, not to pressure anybody that is, uh, you know, doesn't have disposable income. But we need you to become diehards. It, it's uh, immensely helpful for the show and the company. So we thank those who have done it. Uh, and shout out to Laszlo, who's amazingly entertaining and uh, is my hero. So, anyway, thanks to all that have done it. So we appreciate it. And, uh, yes, let's keep this thing rolling. Yeah, we had some news, too, to uh, address another offensive coordinator uh, interview yep. reportedly out there today. Thomas Brown, the Panthers offensive coordinator um, for the last season. Um, he is interviewing. Also, there were a couple uh, familiar Bears you know and perhaps love that were signed uh, to the roster for next year. At least you can see them in OTAs and 
stuff like that um, from the practice squad. Khalid Kareem, remember him? Remember how much we talked about Khalid Kareem back in uh, late? We talked about him on locker room cleanout day because he was the guy getting pushed around in the Oh, uh, that's right. The, the only, cart. But it was your guy, Terrell Lewis, that they cut to make room for Khalid Kareem. Of course, why wouldn't they? the Colts, who I don't think really ever played. Big impact. Uh, Terrell Lewis played better than Lawrence Taylor in the preseason, and we cut him. That and, was unbelievable. And, and no one signed him. And then him. no one signed him. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's not. It's no. Not. This is how it, it works it, in training camp. You we cannot a lot convince of me otherwise Terrell Lewis would have been. You're right. This is the difference between the Bears winning seven and ten games. How many sacks? At, at least I, uh, right eight there. or nine. Did Dominique Robinson have a sack this year? I'd have to look it up. He didn't really play the second half of the season. After uh, Once they signed Montez Sweat, it was like. Somehow okay. I think Terrell Lewis would have <laughs> I mean, who better. needs a pass rush? The Bears. <laughs> uh, Doug Kramer also. Um, He's back, baby. He's back. Oh, inside. my God. It's Carm's guy. Doug Kramer is going to be your starting center week six next year, Lawrence. <laughs> know that. Kramer, center, use Bears. A, use the number one overall pick on a center, please. Um, Thomas Brown, by the way, uh, another Sean McVay guy, uh, spent, uh, I think it was three three seasons in uh, L.A. with the Rams before going to the uh, Panthers. So on one hand, if you want to be like, hmm, if you're going to draft the number one uh, – Draft a quarterback number one overall. Do you really want to hire the OC that just had Bryce Young? You don't. Um, but that's not really fair to the situation. And if anything, uh, I think what you're seeing here is a willingness to interview people, get different thoughts on some things, although even though they are interviewing mostly McVay and Shanahan guys. Um, you know, what mistakes were made with Bryce Young? How is Bryce Young different from Caleb Williams, perhaps? Um, so I think there's I think there's value to having these conversations. Also, uh, Thomas Brown is a very good running backs coach, um, right? And the Bears had a little bit of drama and uh, yeah. adversity in their running back room uh, this year with their coaching staff. And uh, I don't know how this is all going to go, but maybe you end up hiring Thomas Brown as a running backs coach slash run game coordinator potentially. Um, as we talked about on yesterday's show, not all of these. You could end up with more than one of these guys on the Bears staff. One is the OC. Maybe you have a passing game coordinator or a running game coordinator. Those Handing out those types of titles, very possible. I mean, so it's clear. And so how many of these coaches they've interviewed so far meet the McVeigh or Shanahan criteria? I mean, ev- all of them except Greg Roman. All of them except Greg Roman. Yeah. Who fits the Jim Harbaugh? Who, who fits? They did the, hire as head coach. Who fits the Justin Fields? Let's get information. We're most not like not going to hire you. Criteria. I listen. I like what the Bears are doing. You don't. There's only so much time in the day. But talking to various candidates, uh, ones that could play, could serve in various roles too, running game coordinator, OC, whatever. You you don't know how these things are going to spin. You should use the opportunity that they have right now to get people in the building, find out information, and make more friends. Really, you know. Listen, you got a we got a we got a uh, lot of turnover in the good old NFL. So I, I think I think they're doing the right thing. And what are the odds? Because I've seen some people putting out like, oh, you can keep one guy as the OC, one guy as the tight end coach, one guy as the the running the running back coach or the running coordinator like what are the odds that of these coaches they've interviewed 
that they end up hiring more than just one of them to different positions. It's an interesting, I mean, look, you, it depends on what these guys get offered, right? Do you have another right. job offer? You don't, do you like, do you like what we're doing or do you, do you, would you, can you feel comfortable as feeling like you should be the OC as the running back coach? Right. Yeah. I mean, there's and, a, there's and, and a lot of factors here. And here's what's weird about the timing about, of all this too, is there's so many, this has been a slow moving head coaching cycle and there's a lot of yep. teams that haven't made hires yet. Now, usually you go into these head coaching interviews with an idea of who your staff's going to be. You kind of line these things up ahead of time. So you might have an idea of other opportunities out there. But, you know, hypothetically, if X coach knows if Harbaugh gets this job, I'm going there with him. Right. Um, but you don't know that Harbaugh is getting that job. So, you you, you know, there's a situation a couple of years ago that unfolded that, that I, I've talked about before and I can I can share it. But the, when the Bears hired Matt Eberflus, they didn't necessarily want to lose Chris Tabor, the special teams coordinator. Right. But they were kind of dragging their feet on it a little bit because they were trying to get Rich Basaccia, who, who was may or may not going to get the Raiders job and then ended up not getting it and ended up in Green Bay as their special teams coordinator. And Chris Tabor had an opportunity in the meantime to go to Carolina. And he didn't know if he was going to be retained. He knew that they, the Bears had interest, but he didn't know for sure. There's only 32 of these coordinator jobs out there. And if you're one of those special teams coordinators, you got to make sure you don't – you got to make sure you get one get of them. Get a job when you get and get it. So he ended up, you know, have, taking the Panthers' job because it was the best security available at the time. A bird of the hand is worth two of the butt, is this the old two saying, the right? Fist, right? Two in the fist, Two in the fist? I don't know. What did you just say? I thought it was two in the butt. No, no I, a bird in the hand is worth what two in the happened? fist. <laughs> what? Is the saying that a bird of the head is worth two of the butt? Is that up no. in, in the bush? In the bush. In the bush. I thought bush, it was in the fist. In the, what did you say? I said the bud, in the butt of the flower. Oh, my God. Oh. You so idiot. I messed it up, I'm too. glad you said bud. He said fist. Mine's better. I t- both you said are carb- we're both wrong. Carb greater than Brad. wrong. Yeah, you know, none of you guys. Why are you knew putting birds in your fist? He's like, uh, <laughs> like, like, like in Dumb and Dumber, pretty bird, pretty bird. You guys don't understand movie references the, the, or music references. No one understands either of you. <laughs> I, no, Lord Crimson's we got only it. understand each other. That's what's important. That, with, that is true. You two have. We understand you two, Hoke. Don't don't think that we don't. Okay, but we understand each other. On a different level. I, I didn't. That might be true, but I certainly didn't understand your fist comment. I had no idea where that That's came from. That's what I thought it was. <laughs> Seth Crane, $50 super chat. Hogue, read your newsletter and all the content on Caleb Williams. You've got me sold on moving on. Also, I swear if we sign Greg Roman, Fields is doomed in Chicago. Can't wait to see him play 13 games a year and average 17 and a half passes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Seth, appreciate it. I was, I, I, and we'll get to the quarterback. The Bears is, fans always say, like, I can't wait. And then they follow it up with something awful happening yeah. to the Bears. Well, it's I, called sarcasm. I, I know it's sarcasm, <laughs> but I just, no, that's well, not what we can want. Can you blame them? I mean, I every Bears fan him. is like, <sighs> yes, I know we have this amazing situation ahead of us in this offseason, but how are we going to fuck it up? Right. Right? Like, and, and, and you can't, this is. This is I, I'm not a Lions fan, but I imagine what it's been like to be a Lions fan for all these years. Well, which is why, you know, for them to have the moment they had last weekend, it was like, you 
you can imagine the euphoria of winning one wild card playoff game in yeah. your own building. Yeah. Well, and look to the immediate messing it up quotient, if you will. The Matt Eberflus thing, and I'm kind of entertained by the fact that the Flusy Flus is not going anywhere, and Lawrence is going to be annoyed all next season, and I'm just holding out that Matt Eberflus can do this with an improved offensive coordinator and all of it. But the Chicago Bears passed on trying to interview Bill Belichick, Jim Harbaugh, who apparently is just going to meet with all teams. He's in Atlanta yesterday. You would think if he's meeting with the Falcons, he would have at least taken an interview with the Bears. I don't think that's too big of a leap, right? Mike Vrabel's got a pretty impressive resume. Don't want to talk to him. We are dialing in on the Z Flusy Flus. I do wonder how much was there 100% alignment? I know Paul said that there was. But that, that's an awful bold thing that the Bears have done to start the offseason, bottom line. Well, I mean, most offseasons when hiring a head coach, there's these teams that are trying to find that diamond in the rough, at least lately it feels like that. But this feels more like free agency where you're waiting for the big fish to get signed first and then the domino effect takes place after that. And that's why it's been a slower process of these head coaching hires. Like you said, you got Jim Harbaugh going around, Bill Belichick, you got Mike Vrabel, you've got some different options out there. Um, you know, it doesn't look like Mike Tomlin's leaving the Steelers, but it, you know, everybody's just kind of in this wait and see interview approach. So I think that's what's part of what slowed everything. I'd like to ask Adam Hogue a pointed question. If you had been the Bears, Hogue, I forget what you said on this or how hard you've gone on it, would you have interviewed anybody else? While you were making the decision to keep Matt Eberflus, you or can't not? do that. You, what do you mean interview? Whatever. Like, would you have? Would, you you, you would, can't. Okay, w- let me say it again. Would you have played the ba- the back channel game aggressively? Yes. Do you know that they didn't do that? I don't know. That's I don't. what I mean. Everyone but, keeps talking about. Well, you're telling me Kevin Warren didn't have some phone calls behind. This. I don't believe that. Well, look, I don't know that, but I I I imagine there was 48 hours of silence for a reason. Sure. There were tough conversations for a reason. Okay, forget it. Let me ask it a different way. We also don't know that George McCaskey would have ever allowed Jim Harbaugh to be that. Well, because if, the, you f- if you had fired Matt Eberflus, then you're in a bidding war with all these teams that are going for Jim Harbaugh. As much as I want And Bill Jim Belichick. Har- and Bill Belichick. Right, you, have had, you would have had Let's to pay. Let's say there's three, three amazing candidates right now, if you're going to throw Vrabel into that. Harbaugh, Belichick, Vrabel. There's seven openings. Right. How do you know you're not going to end up right. being because the, the be- team that hires Matt Nagy again? Once you fire Matt, the other teams, they were firing their coaches because they weren't good. But if the Bears fire a head coach where the team showed progress, you cannot fire Matt Eberflus and then not end up with one of those guys, which then forces you. You now have no leverage. You have to pay one of those guys an insane amount of money, which I would have done, but I'm just saying that was the position they would have put themselves in. Okay, so the the reason why I, if I was going to go down that road that I would have confidence in it is because I am the Chicago Bears. I'm not asking you have to... have the number one pick. I have the number one pick. I have a defense that is on its way. I have DJ Moore. I've got the number nine pick. I've got a passionate fan base. And by the way, I have an F ton of money in my back pocket that I'm not going to get outbid by anyone because I'm the Bears and money doesn't matter to me because my franchise is worth $8 billion or whatever, $5 billion. So 
that's would have given me confidence that I could go out and get one of the top three. Uh, it's fair. That's so fair. Because these other teams don't have the, you know, the criteria of promise that we have. We're, it's also like, where do you want to live? Do you want to come to Chicago <laughs> and be the face of one of the charter franchises in the NFL? Or do you want to go... Hang out in. It was negative nine yesterday. Yeah, you wouldn't have. It lasts for <laughs> bad a bad week. week to make this argument. Global warming. It lasts for a week. It's gone. It's gonna be. It's it's a beautiful balmy Seriously, sixteen out there. It, people were my my friends were golfing on Christmas Eve, and we don't then even see snow a week anymore. and a half later, it's negative thirty. Right for a week, and then it's gonna be gone. Yeah. Listen, we we got a beautiful lake with great water supply. What's the rest of the world? That's we, you want to be here. It is going to be like forty we can next handle week. It. It's going to be forty all, next week. We're all going to be outside in hoodies and shorts. Right. Come on. It's going to be great. Is not, it really? This is the best. Yeah. Come on. Oh, Chicago, the king. Yeah. I want to. I mean, remind me what so the jobs are. So the other are out question there. I wanted to ask you guys is, does it? What I'm not I, can I ask a question? You can. I just don't know if we completely fit. Do we? Is that, I want you know you get these things like you you do, do we do we button up the conversation or are we good? Are we are we there? <laughs> do we do we fully complete it or are we going into like something else? I just had one more point I wanted to Please ask, ask you guys. That's your question, Greg. Well, yeah. Okay. Just Permission said, granted. Thank you. What do you got? Proceed. <laughs> uh, yeah. For is it a concern that? That Matt Eberflus doesn't have a coaching tree, doesn't have like I, I get you're gonna interview all these guys, but like does Well, you're it, not impressed with Alan Williams? Well, right. That's what concerns me is like <laughs> the we're just kind of pulling from all these different places. And most coaches like have guys that they've already had connections with that are proven winners. And it just doesn't feel like Matt Eberflus has that connection with anybody. That's an interesting... Well, he's only been in the league for 15 years or whatever. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, I do know what you're saying. Yes, I, yes, I think that's concerning. And, and Ryan Poles is now in these interviews. So, like, we can't even depend on Matt to make the right hire. we got to have Ryan Poles hold his hand through this. Like, That's an that's a excellent underlining there by you, Gregory. That here's a dude who's been around the league forever. He finally gets his chance. Let me build out this staff, and he and everybody he hires gets fired. In essence, whoops. Well, we had that. I might have actually. I don't. I may have given you permission to f- delete that yesterday. I can't remember if that was one. We had the graphic last week though of the amount of coaches that have already had to be replaced in two years under Matt Eberflus. In essence, the entire staff. Well, Chris Morgan's still here. Chris Morgan's still here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, right. yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, no, I, that's 100% a concern going forward. The DC, the OC, the QB coach, the wide receiver coach, the running back coach, the interim running back coach, the assistant tight ends coach. But my other point is, like, of those guys, so Alan Williams came from Indy, right? Yeah. But, like, Luke Getze, you said that that was a fluce guy, but, like, how connected were they, you know, in comparison to – because, like, anytime a coach gets offered a job, they're normally asked, like, okay, who would you hire? And, like, I don't know. It just doesn't feel like there's any true connections with any of these hires outside of Alan Williams, who we all know how that ended up, or at least we kind of know. It, it, you know, so it's just, like, it's it's concerning to me now that we're just kind of – it, it feels like now with these offensive coordinators that they're interviewing that it's completely detached. Like, they're separate entities. Eberflus in the defense, and then the offensive coordinator they're going to hire who they're going to attach with the quarterback. It's like two completely separate en- entities. It, 
Agreed. And it's all like just looking at it in its totality of every decision that needs to be made this offseason. It's almost like doubling down on Matt Eberflus could have been the most risky play they could have done. We are we are going forward here, despite the amount of staff changes that we've had and the amount of games that we've blown. Uh, and just sort of a lack of evidence that we're right, other than the fact that the locker room didn't completely melt down this year. I'm, and I'm not even saying they're wrong at all, but it, it's an aggressive play. Yeah. Uh, football CF Candy, decent point here, four, 499 pounds sterling, unpopular opinion, but the Bears hiring Belichick at Vrabel would be terrible. Uh, the playoffs show you it's a QB offense league. Johnson and Slowick are the best candidates. I mean, well, th- those th- are two other interesting candidates, though, right? Well, sure, yes. I mean, but I understand the point. Like, if we're if we're talking about why did the Bears not get in a bidding war for Bel- Bill Belichick or Mike Vrabel, like the the reality is there's probably a better argument that if you're going to move on from Flus, it was for Harbaugh because he's an offensive guy or one of these other young offensive candidates um, because you want. You know, you want you want the offensive head coach to pair with with Caleb Williams, and you know, but that's how much. How, yeah. I'm not trying to give the Bears a pass, but like, how much longer are we going to talk this offseason about? It's done. Like Flus is, is the head coach, man. They're right. not changing. No, 100. percent Like every day, I feel like I get asked, "Do you think the Bears are still going to fire Flus?" No, they already had a press conference. Is that he's coming back? <laughs> well, they're, they're interviewing OC candidates. Yeah, but they're not interviewing head coaches. It's over. That's how much we really don't want him here. We just yeah. really hoping there's a. Is there a chance that? Well, it's like you know, Dumb and Dumber. You're saying there's a chance. You're you're more speaking for yourself at this particular. Oh, moment. I am most definitely speaking for yeah. myself. Yes. Yeah. Well, you said we, and me, I. Okay, fine. Lawrence P. Benedetto. Well, but I'm saying the people that keep asking. Yeah, That's no, I got way. it. I got it. Um, but I, I, it's more so the way, for me at least, that I'm digesting this is just watching how this is spitting and Harbaugh showing up in Atlanta yesterday ratcheted it up for me just a second. Yeah. Because it's not like he's going direct hit. Because was, it was before. It was the Chargers. It was the Raiders. Oh, now he's in Atlanta. Who's, where Belichick supposedly, if you talk to those in the know, it, he's definitely going to Atlanta because of his connections. Well, maybe he is, but Jim Harbaugh was there then yesterday as just like a backup choice. He's willing to take the interview. Ed Brown, 499 Super Chat. I want to be a diehard, but what are the benefits for out-of-state Bear fans? There's a ton of benefits. There's uh, the entire Bears community we have behind the scenes in the Discord. Uh, A lot of good people that have come together to become friendly and have nuanced uh, conversation about all this going on that you can't have on Twitter without um, apparently death threats, which have been rumored. Uh, <laughs> that does not happen in the diehard discord. And we have the, uh, the we've been hanging out uh, in the voice chat uh, during games too. Um, we have happy hours. You get a t-shirt when you sign up and you get 20% off all merchandise always in the CSGO locker when you are a diehard. Um, and if you're ever able to make it, since you're out of state to any of our events, like we're already talking about our draft party coming up. Um, we have meetups and tailgates throughout the season. Um, you get discounted on, on all of those as well. But really right now, like we were talking about earlier, the biggest off season, this is the home of the biggest off season in Chicago bears history right here. And Adam Hogue's putting out a newsletter every week, different things. He just had one come out exclusive to diehards only talking about his, uh, you know, Caleb Williams, 
early evaluations. I heard you say you were about 10 games in to the every yeah. snap of Caleb Williams, so you're going to get more updates on that. And Gary's going to hold me to doing Gary's a film study in the uh, – right. In the voice channel soon. Yep. The, the, the voice channel is the best thing for diehards lately. Sit in the room for film study. That's right. Uh, shout out to Gary. It's a sweet underlining by Gary, and the diehard chat is like there's right now, there's about 15 to 25 people in there, and we're all hanging out, and like literally everyone's talking, right. and it's just it, it's a the, cool, it's a cool scene. And the top 100 draft guide that we did uh, last year, the last couple years, you know, to get you ready for the draft, not just the quarterbacks, but everybody. Because let's not forget, the Bears also pick at nine, and we all seem to completely be missing that point because we're obsessed yes, with the quarterback have, conversation. Right, they have two top nine picks. And just to correct you, because I think this is important, I like calling it the Bears 100, not the top 100, because there's a ton of top 100s out there. Sure. There's there's This is Bears-centric. This, this is Bears-centric. Yeah. You know, we our rankings are tailored to the scheme the Bears run, um, the positions they need. So it's going to look different. It's, the whole point of it is it to hopefully look more like what the Bears' actual draft board would be because every team's draft board looks different depending on the schemes they run, the players that they target, and the more we're learning about Ryan Poles and all that. So um, Kevin Kadek actually this morning, he's holding my feet to the fire. We have to get the top 20 out by February 1st. Woof. So there you go. February 1st. we got about two weeks here. Or I'm fired. Speaking of fired, Joe Calcagno, 499. Why do people lose their minds over not interviewing coaches who have all been fired? Well, hire to get fired business there, Joe. Who who are we losing our minds over that? Rabel? Okay, I mean. Belichick didn't really get fired, but the time was over. I mean, I, I don't hold somebody getting fired in the NFL or in the media uh, against them because <laughs> it's just what did I, I slid that in there. <laughs> Thank you. Hire to be fired, man. Times are a changing. Well, no, I mean, like, look at college. Like, college coaches used to get at least five seasons to, like, turn a program around. Then it was suddenly guys are getting fired for four. Then it was three, which is not even a full, you know, class, if you will. Like, it's, you know, the Guys right. hi- hired now, like some coaches are getting fired after two years, which is crazy. It's a very win now mode, and people can't wait, and people are very impatient. Not here in Chicago, baby. We're building. Yeah, keep the flus forever. I mean, five year plan, five year flus. Hogue, yeah, let's make it ten. Um, <laughs> all right, I think it's time, buddy. Yes, it is time. Talk about Midtown. Midtown, we love Midtown. I love. Midtown. I actually haven't been to Midtown yet this week, and. I'm not feeling good about it, quite frankly. Midtown.com slash CHO. It's where you got to go. Be there tomorrow, Coach Sam. Let's go. You know, I was supposed to go to my Apex class this morning. Instead, I decided to do two hours of more work. So that's a me problem. But these are all the problems we're working through because we got to motivate ourselves to get to the gym. And Midtown's the place you want to go. They, and they have locations for you wherever you live in the area. Palatine in the northwest suburbs. Bannockburn in the north shore. Willowbrook in the southwest suburbs. And, of course, downtown, Midtown Athletic Club and Hotel in the middle of Bucktown and Lincoln Park. Uh, Midtown Palatine launched a multi-million dollar transformation of their club 
which will be complete soon in early 2024. Uh, right now, Midtown is offering no initiation fees this January at their Bannockburn, Palatine, and Willowbrook locations. No initiation fees for the rest of this month. Get in now. They, Midtown is something for everyone, whether you're single, whether you're, fam, you're a family with kids. Um, you're just maybe looking to make some lifestyle changes. Um, Midtown's got you covered. And whether, I don't know, I like the yoga. I know Carm likes the yoga. Love a good yoga. <laughs> you can't get your tooth knocked out in yoga, buddy. Sometimes I'd catch Carm just looking at me in the weirdest ways possible. Well, because your, your boy Boogie's calling you out. Pay attention to the ads. Get off of Twitter, buddy. Listen to Hogue. It's, it's not even an ad. It's you a, know it's what, YBB? Get off my ass. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. All right, back to the ad. Uh, <laughs> boxing. The boxing. I got to try the boxing. It looks fun, and they have these boxing classes uh, that, that with the music flowing. I'm tempted to try some boxing. Yeah, and I need to hit up. Was it Coach Sam? Coach for Sam. For my tennis lesson? Yeah. We got we to get that done. Head over to midtown.com slash to find out more and to tour the Midtown Athletic Club nearest you. Good chance you'll see Carm there. Hey, yes, indeed. I'm pretty and sure he lives there. I I'm thinking about taking a permanent residence because it is the nicest health club going. But I'm also, uh, when I'm going secondary market, you know who I'm using for my tickets? That's right. I'm using Game Time Tickets. Download that app right now. Last-minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals, which I love. You can sit in this section or that section for this low price. They're not going to tell you the exact seat. Who cares? You're getting in for the lowest price. That's the way to do it. Of course, yours truly then might not ever sit in that seat. Find a great seat. I encourage that fully. Uh, look, easy to find. Buy tickets for every kind of event that we got going on here. And their lowest price guarantees, the event cancellation protection, job loss protection, and game time tickets has all the deals for you on tickets right up to the start of the event and also the protection for you that uh, you don't get elsewhere. This is what you do. Download the game time app. Create yourself an account. Then you want to use the code CHGO, and then you get $20 off your first purchase. How sweet is that? Again, one more time, create an account. Use that redeem code CHGO. Get yourself 20 bucks off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices, beautiful diagrams for tonight with the Northwestern Wildcats and the Maryland Terrapins oh. at Welsh Ryan Arena. You know what? That reminds me. I... Biggest ticket mistake. This is looking like my biggest ticket mistake Ever. in my life. You really blew this one. I really blew this one. Yeah, I told I, I, I wasn't hard enough on you at the time. There's no way the t- ticket price is going down. Buy them now. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. I know. Caitlin so, Clark. Caitlin yeah. Clark coming to Northwestern nope. made some in, in a couple pennies. weeks. Dude, I checked game time. This, those ticket prices are. 150? Dude, they're like. F- I mean, I think they'll come back down a little bit from where they are now, but they're like. When I looked, they were like five hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah. Well, people and want, they were twenty five base yeah. value. You could have made some dough. Yeah, and or gone to the game. No, but I want. I don't want to make dough. I want to go to the game, and now I can't go to the game. You yeah, no big dough. deal. Last night, Caitlin unless had Carm, a, you're going to come through with some Northwestern tickets for me. I have a mm. shot at them. I don't know. If I I would. I think CHGO. What is that game? CHGO needs to be courtside for the Caitlin Clark game. I'll go. She uh, finished with a cool 32-7-5 last night in a romp over, who the hell was it? I don't even know. Wisconsin? I think they beat Wisconsin last night. Yeah, they played Wisconsin last night. I mean, she's ridiculous. Go Hawks. Tough night for my Badgers. He'll be able to get you a ticket. He got me one for the Northwestern Purdue game. I was just really happy I did that. He's like pulling teeth. 
This is a harder it. ticket. Apparently not too hard for you. This is a tougher. <laughs> I'm sorry. No disrespect to your Purdue Boilermakers. Did this you hear what he just said? Pulling It was teeth. like pulling teeth to get well, I got one ticket out of him. And one less tooth. <laughs> Speaking of pulling teeth. I got teeth. one ticket out of him. Look at that. <laughs> It'll be the last one. <laughs> All right. Um, Dave Klug. I hope I'm saying that right. Had an interesting thread on Twitter yesterday. Um, Kluge. Is it Kluge? I don't know. I think it's Klug. Right. Let's go with Klug. Let's go with Klug, the Kluger. Um, Shout out to Dave. He did a lot of hard work. Dude's here. good. Yeah, we'll we'll try to translate this to the show as much as possible. But um, uh, in conclusion, draft Caleb Williams. Here, here's what he said. I poured over the last thirty years of first round quarterback data, found out that drafting a number, drafting at number one overall, gives teams overwhelmingly better odds at finding success for the franchise. My gut told me. All top 10 picks at quarterback are the same, but the data painted a very different picture. Success is an arbitrary term and can have a lot of different definitions, so I chose five benchmarks that could indicate success. 4,000-yard passing season, 30-plus touchdown season, 80-plus career starts, winning a playoff game, and making a Pro Bowl. Here's what Dave found. Quarterbacks drafted number one overall. There's 20 total in the last 30 years, which is kind of wild. Um, although maybe not that surprising. Um, 20 of those quarterbacks. I'm sorry. QBs drafted number one overall. There's 20 of them in the last 30 years. Hit these benchmarks at an astonishing rate. 70% of them threw for 4,000 yards at least once. 45% of them hit 30-plus touchdowns. Um, so that's the lowest of all these numbers. 81% got to 80-plus starts in the league. 70% of them won a playoff game, and 70% of them went to the Pro Bowl. Um, by these standards, only Bryce Young, Jamarcus Russell, uh, David Carr, and Tim Couch are the only busts. And, and obviously Bryce Young, it's not right. fair to put him even in that category yet. So three of the 20. Um didn't hit one of these benchmarks. So three of the 20 actually came legitimate bus. I mean, that's which, and there's more. I encourage you to find this on Twitter. I don't know that we have to go through right. all and of it. But, no, but, but, and to me, the biggest stat of all of those is the starts. Like 4,000 yards in one season, that's a low threshold. 70% hit it. Touchdowns, like you said, 45%, but that's only one season. 45% hit it. That's surprisingly low. Um, but the 80 plus starts, 80% of them. So that means that they were starter worthy. Yeah. You know, and for like five whole seasons. Yeah. For at least five seasons. Exactly. So that's the biggest one to me, starter worthy. You know, the word generational continues to get thrown around. And I think it's used in a lot of ways to say, oh, you're putting way too ex high expectations on a guy and he's not going to live up to those. And I agree that word should be, you should tread lightly using that word but being like you were talking about earlier i heard you on your 670 score hit hog talking about the floor yeah and how high his floor is and this goes to show you how high the floor of all these number one overall quarterbacks taken they at least were starter worthy 80 percent of them i think to me that stands out the most. Right, and then he goes on to say, looking at quarterbacks then that are drafted from pick number two to 32, so basically the rest of the first round, there's 63 of those 
and the hit rates on those same categories plummets. Only 25% hit 4,000 yards. Only 24% hit 30-plus TDs. 35 hit 80, 35% hit 80 starts even. That's a low hit rate. So the bottom line is there's, there's a huge difference between drafting a quarterback number one and drafting them anywhere else. And I think, at least in the first round, and I think back to what you just said, me taking all this data and trying to reason with it, I think goes back to that floor idea. And I think that these are some of the lessons I've learned from, you know, how many years, I think it's been 13 years that I've really tried to spend a lot more time watching these quarterbacks. And I can honestly tell you this year, I'm way farther ahead than I've ever been in any other year looking at these guys. Um, And I think that's where you get, where you make mistakes is when you are projecting so much to the ceiling and you're taking guys that have a lower floor than, you know, somebody else because you just think the ceiling is so high. Honestly, you know, I know this came up in the comments yesterday because I did have Zach Wilson ahead of Justin Fields. Now, to be clear, I also had Justin Fields as a first-round talent. Like Justin Fields, I just – Zach Wilson, I fell in the same trap the Jets obviously did because you watched his raw talent and you're like, there's there's a higher ceiling here with Zach Wilson than there is with Justin Fields. But where the Bears actually ended up winning that was Justin Fields' floor was higher. And we've seen that. We've seen that Justin Fields is a starting quarterback. His raw ability to just be special as an athlete gives him a chance to have success and can, will continue to have that as long as he's healthy. What I think is getting missed in this Caleb Williams conversation a little bit is I think everybody, even the biggest Justin Fields supporter, understands that Caleb Williams has this huge ceiling that's probably higher than Justin Fields. I think they're, A, convincing, over-convincing themselves that Justin Fields can still reach that ceiling based on three years of data, when I think it's way more likely we know who Justin Fields is and he's going to continue to be that. And the fear of Caleb Williams being such a bust, is it's that fear they can't get over. I saw Cap go on this rant yesterday, right, on, on ESPN 1000. And it's that? like, what are you afraid of? Right. What are you afraid of? And what I think is being missed here with Caleb Williams, I am telling you and I've never felt more confident than this. And that includes Trevor Lawrence, who I had number one. And the big reason why I had Trevor Lawrence number one is because his his floor was so high. Like, you knew, at minimum, Trevor Lawrence was going to be what he is right now. Now, has he reached his ceiling? No. He's got a long way to go. But you know this dude's a good NFL starting quarterback. Caleb Williams' floor, in my opinion, is already higher than that. And I think his floor is at least to what Justin Fields already is. And I think that that reality is why they're going to end up drafting Caleb Williams. Because I don't think it's as risky as people think it might be. Because I feel very, very confident at minimum he is going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. That he's going to reach some of these benchmarks mentioned in this tweet by David Klug. Many of which these benchmarks have never been reached 
by, you know, 4,000-plus yards in a season by any Bears quarterback. And Justin Fields has hit zero of these benchmarks at this point in his career. 499 from our general manager, Jake Flanagan, who's debating whether he wants you to work here anymore. 19 of the previous 24 Super Bowl-winning quarterbacks were not drafted with the number one pick. That is how I define success. And then 499 more from our leader. The fear is that we finally have our quarterback, and we are going to let him go. That's the real fear. There, He's going to kill us. Yeah. At some well, point, I am a little nervous. No, I, I, I am a little nervous. Him. Yeah. I, sometimes we have a hard time on this show figuring out who said what. That was a, a, a hoax situation <laughs> right there for, 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 for upper management. Uh, look, those numbers and should give the Bears a certain level of comfort in making – the choice to draft Caleb if they go that route, which we all think they're going to go that route. However, getting away from the numbers for just one second, I spent my night last night trying to figure out how to ruin someone's life, and then the rest of my the rest of my night was spent watching Caleb Williams tape, and uh, I enjoyed that part of my night more. He he, you can see. The immense talent, it jumps off the page. The arm strength is insane. His ability, I'm sure people have watched this by now, but if, and just in case you haven't, his ability to do what Matthew Stafford did last week as far as throwing ridiculous sidearm throws through insane windows, he has that. That is a rare yeah. ability. Now, Justin has some of that too, by the way. And Justin can be moving left, throw back right. Like he's, he's, these, these things that quarterbacks of today have at, a, at an elite level, I mean, Caleb is way up there with it. He has the, I mean, strong ability to hit the home run ball. Now, when you watch him, it's very clear that he does not like playing small. He likes playing big. He likes to hold on to it and go for home runs, which there's this guy is running free, wide open, doesn't throw it to him. And there's multiples of these as he's trying to hit the home run. Now, now is that something if you're the Bears or anybody who's looking at him, can I coach him to take the check down? Can I coach him to hit his first read? Can, is, is it a fear thing with him? Is he not seeing it? Or is he just trying to get the big play. I, that's something that I would, you know, you would be going through the tape with him. What are you seeing here? Why are you passing on this wide-open receiver that's 10 yards right in front of your face? If that, by the way, you know, we've exper we're experienced, you wouldn't say this part of it, but there were experienced in Chicago where it just seems to me that, you know, Justin, at least over the middle, sometimes he either A, doesn't see it, or B, is afraid it's going to get picked. And maybe you can make the argument that that was coached out of him because of the incompetence on the Bears staff as far as making Justin Fields the best he could be in, the, in his three years here. But though, but the, the talent is extreme. But he, I, the, the, my, the point of this long-winded comrade is that he is, he is going to – have a learning process like everybody else does coming in here. You do not see a perfect quarterback when you watch the whole tape. And my biggest concern, too, is he, his tight window throws, that's not his strength. They are – it's here, it's over there, it's up here. So he's got some beauties, but he also – like, I, I don't – I disagree with you on that. I think his accuracy uh, is insane. Yeah, I, I saw a lot of throws, man, a well, lot of them that are – he's just a little bit – it's 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 not I mean, guys, it's not as tight as I would if, if for for somebody who I could just absolutely guarantee this guy is nails he's going to be completely insane he doesn't throw the ball like that to me but guys this isn't like Josh Allen 
you know, coming from a, a school you're not going to watch. Caleb Williams won the Heisman last year. Yeah. He plays at a huge program. He's not a secret. Like, what he's done, and I get we all have to watch the tape and there's further evaluation. Ryan Poles is even making right now. But, like, just like Justin Fields, we know who he is. Like, it, and, and to me, it, I, I don't think Poles is going to overthink it. We're going to have to wait to find out. But, you know, I, I just think that, to your point about the floor – the, it's not a, and the other point that has been made a lot is it's not even against Ju- Caleb versus Justin it's Caleb versus the trade yeah because that's a part of the deal if it's balancing against who's like if it was just one for one mm-hmm. you're gonna take the younger quarterback when they have similar ceilings if not arguably a higher ceiling and and you're comparing their floors but it's also the trade you have to take into account and do you want to build the team around before you make that, you know, home run swing for the quarterback, or are you going to just take the quarterback now because this is your opportunity here sitting at one and you may not be able to get there again? I mean, those are the things you have to take into consideration. Right. But the other the part of that is the, that Poles has to remind himself, and I'm sure he will. If it's if you're right, you'd get a thousand times more than you're going to have to give that you would get for the trade that you would get right now. If he is anywhere close to a stud quarterback, you ain't getting him for three one picks. You, it would take seven or six or five, whatever it would be. So that's the bet you're so, making. And we see a lot of like, okay, let, you know, because us here, we're in a lot of agreement on a lot of this stuff, but to try to give a voice to the people that have the argument on the other side of this coin, you know, Doug Dyer puts in the chat, Justin Fields at USC playing USC opponents would have been generational. Yeah, well, Doug, go see what players that play for USC. I actually completely disagree with that. Right. Justin Fields had a had – Yeah, go look at Justin Literally <laughs> three years – and it ended up being four first-round wide receivers that he was throwing the ball to. He had an NFL offense. Right, but he's line. talking about who Justin would have played opponent-wise at USC. But to your point, which was the point I was get, was going to get to as well, you're right. The teammates is also a, a, a factor. If you put Caleb Williams on Ohio State when Justin Fields was there with three first-round oh top-10 yeah. wide receivers, or people bring up Joe Burrow, put any of these top quarterbacks with Jamar Chase and Justin freaking Jefferson on the same team. Are you kidding me? Like but that's they, not even comparable. The other point that I wanted to make quickly yeah. was when you talk about trying to balance, cause you saw, okay, San Francisco built the team first and now they've figured out their quarterback. They also, to Adam Johns point today on Twitter, they also traded three first round picks to try to get their quarterback and they haven't skipped a beat, even though they missed on the quarterback Eagles same thing Carson Wentz giving up two first rounders hell the Bears even gave up two first rounders to move up to get Justin Fields the thing that I think people are also missing a part of this discussion is the Bears are one of the first teams in NFL history and the first team since 1983 to have more than three wins and have the number one pick going into the draft now there's been teams in the offseason that have traded up to the number one pick that passed that criteria, but they had to give up future assets to get there. This is a team that has seven wins that headed into the offseason with the number one pick. This is one of the most unique situations in NFL history for any franchise. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. They're in a great spot. Especially because they still have the number nine pick. Eight picks 
after they could potentially draft their quarterback when most of these teams are like the ones you just referenced. Would have to where they're moving up. Right. That's what the Bears have had to be. And wouldn't have a first-round pick for two more years. And they're giving up the first-round pick. The Bears can take this swing and draft another player eight picks later. That doesn't happen. It, it does not happen. I mean, and, and, and so it, it's, it's – now, and I think what's amazing to me is it's still January 17th right now, and I think people are coming along to this idea. At least I feel like we've gotten to the majority of understanding – that, like, there's really no debating the tape. I know some people are, and some people responded to my tweet last night. Oh, he's, he's playing Nevada. Okay, well, Jordan Love played in the same freaking conference, and, uh, you know, I gave him a first-round grade, too, and he seems like he's pretty good. So, you know, I almost feel like looking back on Ryan Poles' press conference last week, even he was admitting yeah, we know what the tape is. The tape says he's really, really, really good. That's right. not what this is about. We need to get talk to the guy right, right. Yeah, and which is this super chat here from SPR, five Canadian dollars. What are the odds Caleb passes Poles' character test based on what we know about both men so far? Caleb seems a lot like a me guy. Hey, hey, you know? hey, hey. We got um, some me guys here on this set. Thank you very much. <laughs> Yeah. Don't hate on me, Well, guys. first of all, Karm loves me, guys. He wants me, guys. Well, everyone's a me guy, or else you wouldn't be... Me? Me. You. <laughs> Us. Jesus. You wouldn't make it to that level if you didn't have some me, but go ahead. Yes, uh, okay, I agree with that point. Um, <laughs> but you, you want him to be a team guy. Can we just stop rushing to judgment? I don't think we know anything about Caleb Williams, the person. There's so much nonsense out there. Um, I know. And oh, it's gotten he, to the point that we got people on podcasts saying they got dirt on them, but they're not willing to say what it is. Like, that's BS, man. Like, I put know. it out there oh, or, he, or keep it to yourself. Oh, like, you're just smearing somebody's he, character without actually providing any proof. He cried to his mom, meanwhile, while the same people are crying on Twitter or on their podcasts mm. or in the chat. Crying to his mom babies. after losing a football game that he cares a ton about is is a. I'm sorry if you don't get it. That I don't like him. He cares too much about you, football. Uh, right. He's showing that he cares and it meant a ton to him and he has emotions. If that you have a problem with that, then you need to look at the way you tamp down your own emotions and are lying to yourself. And and the 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 idiots that bring up the finger painting thing, like. The only problem with the finger painting was that he wrote the words F Utah on there and then got his ass kicked by Utah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, if you're going to do that, you better win the game. Like, the only problem with that was that he didn't win the game. Um, so, you know, I think that's probably a lesson learned. Also, we talked about this over and over again with Jalen Carter last year. Can we please remember that these are young adults still? Like, they're early 20s in their life. They are going to learn things. They're going to be very different five years from now. There is no exact science in this from that standpoint. Um, and you need to allow room for growth as well. I have not. I'm just going to go off of what the digging I, I've been able to do, which admittedly, and I say this all the time, this is the hardest part, especially in the media, of evaluating draft prospects because you do not get the access that the teams do. And even the teams make all these mistakes because, in my opinion, they can't get the whole picture on these guys. It's, it's really that hard. So I, we're not going to be able to answer questions like that fully 
Um, there is going to be some speculation in there yeah. uh, over the next few months. There just is. But to this point, no one has been able to tell me a single thing about Caleb Williams that I've been like, oh, that's a red flag. I mean, trying to look at the glass half full, I, I don't think there's any quarterback outside of Caleb Williams that would be more prepared for the kind of pressure and scrutiny that you face here in Chicago from the media and the fans. Uh, he's been, you know, the Heis reigning Heisman Trophy winner who's getting picked apart for saying he's going to go home and cuddle with his dogs, painting his fingernails, crying to his mom. He's on Dr. Pepper and Wendy's commercials. He's getting into Maseratis. Like, this is a new era of college, collegiate athletes that are coming out. A lot of times in years past, you'd have a guy come into the league or any professional sports and a lot of money they sign a check and all of a sudden they've got a lot of money in their pocket and it changes the it would change anyone. It would change how I would act at that age or even right now at 38. So like I, but now these guys already have that money in their pocket. They're already on those commercials and he's already been under the spotlight when it comes to scrutiny outside of football. So if anything, he is ready for all the, picking apart that we seem to do here in Chicago with our athletes. I mean, we are definitely in a new era, which brings us to one of our fine partners, which of course is ComEd. And it is getting easier, Gregory, for businesses to switch to electric vehicles. Maybe Caleb will get himself an electric vehicle when he gets here. And that's something we can all get behind. It's for the health of the planet, for the well-being of all of us who share it. That's right. The electric grid is evolving to meet your cleaner energy needs as we all move with confidence towards an electric tomorrow. Whether you have one delivery van or a whole fleet of shipping trucks, ComEd can help guide you to make the changes that make sense. We've got something more on the tape that we didn't get to. But uh, first off, what should business owners do? Go to ComEd.com slash clean to learn more about the resources, fleet rebates, and infrastructure incentives available to help businesses go electric. If you own a business, don't wait. Start making your plan today to switch to electric vehicles. Good for business, good for the planet, good for all of us. Go to comed.com slash clean. Did you say comed.com slash clean? Yes, sir. Go now and see how going electric connects us to a better way of doing business and a better future for generations to come. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that will help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet 5 bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. You have to take advantage of that this weekend. Already looking at these lines and kind of liking the Bucks already. Not to win. I'd like the Lions to win, but I think that game might be close. I like that play. I think it might be closer than everybody's jumping on the Lions bandwagon. Maybe a little bit too much. They only won by one. Little too liony out there, aren't you? Lions going to lion. Little too Dan Campbell, aren't you? I don't know where that, that I, I haven't done that voice in a long time, and I feel really good that it just came back. Okay. Well, you can download the DraftKings Sportsbook <laughs> app. You'll feel good about that, too, now. Uh, and you'll use code CHGO. What will happen is uh, if you're a new customer, you can bet just 5 bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code. Guys, code? CHGO? The crown is yours. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.1800gambler.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. 
467-369 in Connecticut. Help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. DKNG.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. And are you in the market for a new vehicle? If you are... Got some great news for you. Our partner, Ray Chevrolet, Dodge Jeep from and Ram in Fox Lake, is entering their Ray Resolution with the Start Something New sales event. How sweet is that to start the year? You know what that means, Braggs? You'll be able to stop, you'll be able to shop in incredible savings on every new vehicle in stock because they want to clear the lot to make room for the brand new 2024 vehicles. I got to go up and see Ray. Uh, for a limited time, get up to $9,000 off the new Jeep models with dealer discount. Nine grand. Oh, nine G, buddy. Tell you, my Jeep came in handy last week. Bet it did. With the snow. Mm-mm-mm. It's like the snow's not even there. They've got great popcorn up at Ray CDJR. You can literally just hang out there all day. Uh, that's not all. They'll shop their last call and remaining 2023 Dodge Challengers and Charger models, including Hellcats, Scat Packs, and more. Dodge is the most powerful muscle car brand, so you won't want to miss on their last call with over 20 Dodge muscle cars to choose from. You'd look good in that, Braggs. At Ray CDJR, you'll always be able to shop one of the Chicagoland's largest inventories and drive home with more money in your pocket than you'd expect thanks to the Ray price promise. Don't miss out. Shop great deals all month long. Save big because Ray CDJR makes buying a new vehicle more affordable than ever. And by the way, fans get a free oil change when you mention CHGO at the service center or mention CHGO when you book online at raycdjr.com slash service. Raycdjr.com slash service. But you do have to schedule before January the 31st. If you're in the market for a new vehicle, you have to check out the team at Ray Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram because they're the only team we recommend. Visit them today on Route 12 in Fox Lake. For more information, visit RayCDJR in Fox Lake or visit RayCDJR.com. Serving the community since 1963. He that reminds me, I gotta get my oil, oil change there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you head up there this weekend. All right. Um, by the way, for those uh, just making sure you guys know this, but the game being played between the Bucks and the Lions is being played indoors. Oh, don't pile on her. What? Braggs? Yeah, there was a reporter. I don't know her name, but she asked Todd Bowles of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers if they were prepared to play in 16-degree weather in Detroit. Whoops. And Todd Bowles was like, well, they do play in a dome. And then he nicely massaged it at the end and said, you know, so no, we're not going to prepare for the few minutes we got to, you know. Walk in the cold Get into the, the stadium. <laughs> I, mean, be, I think they should prep for that. It'd a be, tough question. It'd be really low class to pile on that or, you know, pull out select clips where people got things wrong. That'd be a low class. Yeah, who would do that? <laughs> no one would do that. Now, if she said, pull the clip where I asked that and then somebody did, then it, you know. Yeah, no, that would be a good point. Hey, uh, one more thing. Look, I'd we've all asked stupid questions. I've had my fair share. That's an all-timer. Not knowing that the game is being played. Right, because like people are like, do your research. Well, there really isn't There's any. Not much it's not research. I, <laughs> they just played the other. I day. don't know. Like I'm with you. Don't I don't want to pile on. I, but I'm also wondering. It's so bad that you. It's mean to pile on. Unlike you, where it's completely fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We are having a meeting. About there, that there's, there's a good 
geography going on here. All right. Hey, uh, <laughs> can I just make one last Caleb comment, Hogue? I know you want, you're past the tape, and maybe Ryan Poles is past the tape. But I know, I, we're never going to have enough. Yeah, uh, this is our last chance to yeah, talk about right. Caleb Williams yeah, for the rest of the yeah, okay. <laughs> It's our last Caleb Williams show. <laughs> I just, well, it's pertinent because I watched it last night. You do see that he trusts that arm a lot. Like, he sees dudes open and he fires. There's not a lot of anticipatory throws. Would you agree with that? Wait, no. what? Dude, dude, runs, Actually, dude runs pattern before he comes out of pattern. Yes. Ball is out a la Tua. I don't see that a ton with Caleb. You need to watch more film. You think I'm so? I'm going to be completely honest with you. Yes. Okay. This he was is light years ahead of Justin Fields when it comes to anticipatory throws. Right. Is he to Tua's level? I'm not sure anybody's to Tua's level. Tua has an uncanny knack for it right. that makes up for a lot of his other deficiencies. Caleb throws with anticipation. Okay. Yes, he does. Okay. All right. I'm gonna. I, I will continue to watch as I'm doing this. A lot of throws. This is all I'm going to do. It's the beauty of this guy. He's played for three years, two big-time programs, mm. unlike Mitch, who played like 11 games at USC. I mean, this UNC. was a very well-broken-down tape that, that, that pointed it out, and, and it's, it does pop. It popped off on that tape. The thing I think he gets into trouble with is sometimes he lo- he's looking for the home run too much, and he misses – Guys that are open underneath. I called that out earlier. Yep. Um, yep. And then I think a lot of these hero throws that he attempts to make that miraculously he has completed, there's like almost one on every single tape. I worry that those will be intercepted at the NFL level because the windows are just not going to be as big. But what? part of the reason why I think he will be able to adjust to the windows is because I do think he throws with anticipation. Right, because the question is, it's not – well, he doesn't throw, you know, in structure or can't throw in structure. There are times where he doesn't and should, but, the, but it isn't that he can't. Look. He has shown enough tape where he's shown he can. Now, that is the job of an OC. That's why it is so important Big for hire. who they hire here to rein that in, to – to get the best out of him so you can get him to play in structure but not take away that ability to make those creative outside-the-pocket plays. What I think is being blatantly missed in the clear uh, type they have for an offensive coordinator here that they've been interviewing is can they make it work with Justin? Sure. But this system, this Sean McVay whether you're going Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, basically what the Bears have already been running for the most part, requires anticipation. It requires better timing. The things that Justin's failed to do consistently. So by keeping the same structure, I've, it's, if, to me it's even more reason why I think they are going to draft Caleb. Because when I look at Caleb, and specifically in my notes when you talk about anticipation, it's curls and intermediate out routes that I do see him throwing balls out before the receiver's coming back or breaking out. And that, and oh, by the way, just the way he snap throw, snap throw. The quick game, which I've already compared to Aaron Rodgers and will continue to do, is just at a completely different level. Justin does other things better. This, for this system, to me, is a prerequisite. And Caleb has it. Right. So, one thing I'd like you to do, just a request from me, 
when you're doing these breakdowns is I would love for you to chart how many good throws he's made that are incomplete passes. Oh, because from yeah. watching him this That's year, that was something to me that stood out because everybody, you know, pretends like they watch all the tape, but really they're just watching highlight reels or film breakdowns of other people that are specifically breaking down completed passes. Nobody's breaking down the incomplete passes. And I've seen more than a few over the last two years. And I've watched a lot of his games where he throws an amazing throw that goes incomplete. And it reminds me, you know, like I always stay away from Michael Jordan comparisons, but like Michael, how many times did he have a, a play after the whistle that never counted and is lost in the history of time. But like, I still remember those, you know, to this day, cause I was that, told me how special he was. So I would be curious to know how many incomplete passes you would chart that are great throws. Cause I've, I know I've seen a few. Yeah. Challenge accepted. Jordan off to Oakley, missed the layup. Jordan off to Longley, missed the dunk. <laughs> Hogue to Carm, air ball. Yeah. Get to the supers. Cause sure, there's a really good and one. I'm, and I'm sure <laughs> the, and I'm sure the Portland <laughs> trailblazers, uh, you know, when they had Justin Fields at guard, said, no, we shouldn't draft Caleb Williams. Oh, wait, that was Clyde Drexler. Oh, wow. wow. Braggs. Braggs going over the top rope of the Drexler-Jordan count. Yeah, Caleb isn't nice. Jordan, but it just yeah. goes to show you. If on there. Portland used that same mindset once upon a time and said, is we Just, don't. Is Justin Clyde? Justin is not Clyde either, let's be clear. <laughs> I mean, but, but that's the point. You know, hey, we already have a guard. We can't draft another guard. We have Clyde Drexler. What did Bob Knight say once upon a Play time? Play him at center. Play him at center. Yeah, but that's not quite how this works. But I still, I, I still like your comparison. I actually, I liked, I like where you went there. That was, that was pretty good. It's timely. All See, right, I get a few days off and I make a bunch of great points. Yeah. Billy, that's a great idea. More days off. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Sports Take. I hope that's like your real nickname. I hope people actually call you Billy Sports Take. That's fantastic. I'm pretty 20- sure he just signed up to become a diehard. Awesome. Too. Yes, Man. Billy. Let's go, Billy. I think he did. If not, uh, if you didn't, it'd be a great idea then for I take you, Billy. It back. Thank you. Uh, he jumps in to say, "Great sweatshirt, Brags. What a win last night. IU sucks. It's an ass whooping of IU, Gary Ross. Thank you very much. Woof. Eighty-seven to sixty-six. One and up. the Wisconsin Badgers lost. So we're getting that Big Ten race a little tighter. Penn State storming the court for beating the number eleven team. Okay, in the you country. get like five seconds. That's enough. Yeah. yeah. Bears Especially on once you bring Wisconsin. Into Bears the on Kawhi. Ah, I see. Get my team out your mouth. Dollar ninety-nine. He spent ninety-nine. Nineteen ninety-nine to shout out Purdue. Thank you. Uh, hey, That's other te- other true. teams Thank interviewing you. Harbaugh makes me sad. Bears on Kawhi. I, you know, I don't know about sad, but I, I had a reaction to it. That's for sure. George Bayless. Bellissimo. Why don't you read it there, brother? Because you hit my slept thunder, with him. buddy. That's right. Uh, did Braggs <laughs> get his crown fixed? Was it as polished as Caleb? I'm a God Williams. Uh, bear down beers in London week six question mark and also Lawrence he needs you to unblock Bearlissimo please because what from this channel yeah we blocked him last year because me and him were fighting but we oh. made up okay I didn't I didn't know adorable <laughs> good to know mean streets and bears Twitter I like you guys are actually dating yeah. I, I like George Bayless better. I like the it's a good avatar. Do we need a Barrelissimo yeah. avatar? As you well? got a beautiful. Bear. You buried the lead that you blocked Barrelissimo. I, di- I didn't. We don't have to get into the weeds of why he got blocked. 
We can unblock them. But, you know, I mean, people, sometimes they get a little yeah, crazy in the chat. Don't be an asshole and you won't like get Robert blocked. Freel or Doug Dyer and everybody else. And everybody's kind of on a warning Keep system. it civil. And if you can't keep it civil and if you're going to be incessant, you might get the block. Well, we're the- trying to get Barelissimo Black back. Juan De La Cruz, 499. Caleb Williams landing in GM's hands is a result of a long, patient process he started. It's his pick legacy. We all love Fields, but take the damn QB number one. Uh, thank you, Juan. Vinod, 199. Thank you. Just thank you. All right. Thanks, Well, Thank you. Carm? Uh, ah! This is the best one today. Braggs is two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that looks disgusting. gnarly. 1999. My bad, guys. I let CHGO down. Should have held on tighter. That's a loaf on me. Bragg's had to miss a couple of shows. He couldn't do them without me. Let's face it. I'm kind of the brains of the whole operation. Well, I mean, the tooth is connected to the brain. The nerves do go to the brain. I mean, I cannot believe that someone has created a YouTube channel. Bragg's tooth. That's a really... I feel like there's a 76% chance that's the Duke, but it I does st- feel Dukey. I still love it. And whoever and I it hope is, we yeah, keep it going. That is true. Whoever yeah. it is, thank you very, very, very much. Alex Deno? Deno? $10. Listening to the tooth rant yesterday made me <laughs> and my employees laugh our asses off. Thank you, Carm, <laughs> a.k.a. the arguable goat. Serious question. Let's say somehow the Bears take Daniels. Is he a good? Is he good? Uh, well, I mean, that was the title of our show is Caleb Williams. Why Caleb Williams is better than Drake May and uh, Jade Daniels. So maybe we should address that. Well, we should. Well, <laughs> um, hang on. Let me pull up my notes. Maybe here. another show. We're Ho- no, close no, to no, 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 no. Hogue's got hot notes on this, which is why we made it the title today. Uh, as well, you by pull- the way, I like Drake May a lot, but the more I watch Caleb Williams, there's a difference. And I, I think, and I think it has to do with that floor that I've been talking about. I think, I think the floor on Caleb is a lot higher than Drake May. And let me tell you for sure, the floor is a lot higher than it is for Jaden Daniels because Jaden Daniels. Um, Right, I'll give you a sneak peek to the Bears 100. I still have to organize this a little bit better. But here's my notes from watching some Jaden Daniels so far. Great touch on the deep ball. Very few examples of him reading the whole field. Accuracy is shaky. He looks really good throwing to Malik Neighbors. Mm-hmm. When, you know, it's kind of like the Justin Fields, DJ Moore thing. Like when he throws it to Malik Neighbors, things look excellent. Um, elite running ability, but he's not as strong as Justin Fields. So he can run when he gets out in the open field, and that's going to be fun to watch at the NFL level. But he is, does not have that same lower body strength to shake off sacks and escape the way that Justin Fields does. Um, there's a huge difference between Daniels and Caleb Williams when it comes to quick perimeter passes. He's not nearly as quick, and he's not nearly as accurate. Not seeing a ton of anticipation on his throws. Um, there's a, there was a lot of, uh, at least on the Alabama tape, there was a lot of cadence and false start issues, um, which speaks to operational stuff. And then he also got suffered a concussion in that game against Alabama. He just turned 23. He spent three years at Arizona State before transferring uh, to LSU. Of course, won the Heisman Trophy this past year. Um, and if you are into stats, 
which is not how I would grade these things. But stats-wise, let's give him his props. 3,812 passing yards this year with 40 touchdowns and four interceptions. And one of those interceptions was in that Alabama game, and the ball was tipped. So, you know, I don't even know if you put that one on him. Insane numbers this year. That's a that's a crazy touchdown-to-interception ratio. Yeah. Uh, I have not heard Maybe anybody. one of the guys he throws to. Well, right. And we can, we can move on because Cubs is coming up. But uh, I haven't seen anybody come out with a hot take that, that Caleb's not the number one pick yet. No, and if there is an argument, it's... People it, are trying to just so they can be different. That's all it is. Yeah. Well, difference, okay. SPR Super Chat, $5. I'm still flabbergasted. The Bears talk about, quote, building championship teams, yet Poles choose to stick with Eberfus over Belichick, Harbaugh, and Rabel Wild. We t- touched on that one today, SPR. Appreciate you. Parker S., $1.99. Can you guys guess on when we will know our QB by? Uh, I'll are, say April the 21st. We are 99 days away from the draft. We, we should have had some sort of celebration for the 100, but in 99 days, we'll know. Let's, let's do a, let's do a poll. Let's do a lunch poll here. I, I'm taking April 21. When do you think we'll know? I still think it's going to be before free agency that they're going to either trade the pick or trade Justin. Okay. So when March did you say? before free agency. So early March. That makes me happy. What are you taking? Gregory. <laughs> In this game that I just created, Lawrence, you're in this too. April 25th. Oh, day of, okay. God, I will die. I might literally have a heart attack on our show. That'd be terrible. (laughs) Two weeks. You should have gotten your tooth fixed then. Two weeks before the draft. I agree. Two weeks. Okay. Maybe my kids. So I got two for Hogue. If it happens early, (laughs) Hogue wins. Michael Erlander, five dollars. 112 and 139. That's Belichick's record as the head coach without Brady. Hard pass. I do like you underlining that as much as you'd go crazy if Bill Belichick had been named Chicago the Bears head coach. Chicago Driven, $5 Super Chat. Let's say Bears make their decision that Caleb is their guy, as I believe you all have the needle going. When do they make the decision? Before the through? draft. Yeah, before. Same yeah. question. Appreciate yes. the Super Chat, though. Yeah, appreciate you guys. $2 from Team Lang. All right, boys. Bears getting May. What's your reaction? Oh, I would be absolutely shocked. I mean, if they traded back from one to two, and all Bears fans assumed that that meant they're keeping fields and drafting Marvin Harrison Jr. only to then draft Drake May. The the shock and just reaction outrage would be biblical. T. Lang, I'd give him the benefit of the doubt, and I'd be very nervous about it. Yeah, I'd be. I'd probably be, be the most okay out of all that, but I'd still think it's third on the list of most likely outcomes. Um, I think there's a greater chance they keep fields and go down that We'll route. be interesting to see if there is an ebb and flow because, as you've pointed out, there are people like Nate Tice that have Drake May yeah. ahead of him, and there's a lot of people that haven't gotten deep into their evaluations of right. these quarterbacks yet. And typically in an offseason, there's like an ebb and flow and people kind of start to be the leader in the in the race. But will Caleb ever you know, be off of that at any point this offseason? And the momentum, the hype switches to Drake at any moment. It will be interesting to see if that ever occurs. MJM Pistol $5. Why is there not more talk about Bo Nix and Jaden Daniels over Caleb Williams and Drake May? Statistically, both were far better in 2023. Well, we're we're certainly having the discussion today, MJM. Thank you. And $5 from Graham F. If I had to pick between Caleb and Bajan to start a Super Bowl and win it for us tomorrow, I am choosing (laughs) Bajan. 
Graham, I will see you uh, at Thanksgiving dinner, even though we're just past <laughs> that. Or how about let's have a party this summer. Uh, and look who's coming in late. Well, first, Matt W, 499. Good to see you, Matt. The best situation is drafting Caleb Odunze, hiring Waldron or Kubiak, trading fields to Atlanta for the eight overall, and getting either an edge or tackle. People don't think that Bill Belichick's going to have any interest in Justin Fields, considering that uh, they weren't aggressive to go get him and took Mac Jones at 15 the year he came out. But uh, sure, the eight for Justin would be insane. And lastly, Hogue. You talk to the Duke. The Duke, $50. Jumping in here. Yeah, Let's the go. tooth was me. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> <Call. laughs> Yeah, the tooth I was knew me. It. I felt it. I knew it. Love you, Braggs. I agree, Hogue. Dude, how can you turn down a guy who in his last college season put up 40 touchdowns and five interceptions? Of course, you take that guy every time, right? Congrats. You just drafted Johnny Manziel. Jake forever. Well, that So that's a great underlining, Duke. Because Johnny Menzel, when we're talking about drafting the person, it was clear he was an idiot. Yeah. You could not take that guy. That's why he fell all the way to 22. That was wild. Have you watched the Johnny Menzel documentary? It's wild to watch. I need to still. It's wild to watch. Wait, is he talking about Caleb or Jaden Daniels here? He, I think he's saying that just – I think it's Jaden Daniels saying like, oh, well, look at those stats. Oh, I see. Him. So his point is, yes. So you can't, you can't worry about the stats. Yeah. I mean – that's why I want to give Jaden Daniels the props. I mean, he, his season was unbelievable. But you turn on the tape, especially, like, go watch a Caleb Williams game and then go watch a Jaden Daniels game. Come back to me. And if you think Jaden Daniels is a better quarterback prospect, I, uh, I just don't think that will happen. I just don't think that will happen. So, appreciate the Super Chat, Duke. All right, we are out of here. Yeah, diehard overtime coming up immediately following the show. Anybody that's a diehard, hop over to the Discord uh, spaces or voice channels. Uh, and me and Carm are going to be hanging out, talking with you guys, answering any questions you guys have, or if you want to yell at us, you can do that too. And uh, tonight at 6 p.m. Central, Corey Wooten and I will be on Bears After Dark. Unless Greg has another medical emergency. (laughs) Yes. Then we'll have to postpone it again. Yes, unless that happens. Other than that, we will be live on Bears After Dark. And for all the Caleb talk we've done tonight, we all know where Corey stands at 6 p.m. Central. We're going to do Fields Talk. So everybody that's like, I want to hear about how they're keeping Fields, we're going to focus in on that at 6 p.m. Central and let Corey dig his heels in a little more on keep Fields trade pick back. All right. And uh, speaking of postponements, uh, our apologies. Uh, Baldy had to reschedule, so he was not able to make it on today's show. And uh, we, of course, will get Brian Baldinger back on. As soon as possible. And so. one more postponement. The Blackhawks game tonight was postponed, so they are doing a uh, CHO Blackhawks show at 2.30 Central time today oh. instead of doing a pre- and post game. So Why was it postponed? Uh, they are in Buffalo. Because all of them had snow. their teeth knocked out. There's more snow? I guess, <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. So, that, 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 that game will be tomorrow night. Yeah. So um, You know what? I can't end this show without bringing that up, that when Braggs posted the photo of his tooth on Twitter – he invoked Duncan Keith into the conversation as if there was some type of a comparison. I said I looked like him. You didn't because Duncan Keith had half his mouth knocked out was that, and he I, missed three shifts. I wasn't talking about how many shifts he missed. I was just saying I looked like him or the Blackhawks logo. Because if you look in the shirt. That the lo- doesn't look like Duncan the, Keith at all. The logo and I do look alike, though. I like you in the logo. The logo and I do look alike, right? 
Sure. Justin. See you guys tomorrow. Bye. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we all silly like the mayor. 